podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sissoko finally waited. Ericsson, low, great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Moura. And belted into the net, brilliant goal. On debut, Tungay Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! First time here to Son. Kane, good area for Spurs. And Kane's not afraid to shoot. Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane. That is exceptional. Try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terry in the Burnley back line, and Son breaks forward. Oh, wow, what a run. Yemin Son from inside his own half has scored one of the best evening people and welcome back to another episode of the new spurs order pod um before we get into it specific some housekeeping make sure you are subscribed to us on twitter that is new spurs order one word on twitter make sure you're subscribed on insta or make sure you follow us on instagram um one word again new spurs order um and yeah, just keep supporting the Touchline community as well via the discords, um, via our Twitter as well, at Touchline Frackers, one word. Um, but listen, we're here to talk about Spurs. It's been it's been a rough week. Um, we were told a couple of weeks back that oh, Spurs being out of the European Conference League is a good thing. Oh, we got to focus. We can focus more on the other cups. And now, <laughs> having seen our performance in the other cups, <laughs> I think I might take a piece of that, a piece of that European Conference League, you know. Um, I'm joined by two special guests, a recurring guest or host, um, however you want to pronounce. Owen, how you how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, man. Just chilling. Uh just celebrated my birthday a few days ago, so I'm now solidly in my 30s, which is oh, wow. a little bit depressing now. Related, and um, yeah, Welcome. thank you. I do look very, very young. But um, yeah, suddenly in my thirties now, and just been chilling and uh, just catching up on a few bits of TV before coming on, trying to distract myself. Mm. But yeah, otherwise, uh, generally pretty pretty good. And uh, Asa, our very own sort of Spurs correspondent from the states, how how are you doing? I'm I'm good. You know, the the good news is is that uh, Spurs didn't play yesterday. You know, like that oh, really? that game never never happened. Like there was no Carabao Cup. I, I don't know what you're talking about. League Cup is not a thing. Um, FA Cup is the only cup that I I am willing to uh, acknowledge. So so I'm in a good mood. You know, uh, Spurs fair, Spurs fair. Spurs doing well in the cup that uh, that I'm aware of. You know, the other cup I don't I don't know what that is. I don't. Ah, okay, so uh, unfortunately we're gonna we're, we're, we're gonna have to speak about that other cup. Um, if you live on the rock and haven't realized Spurs are officially out of the um one sec. Flipping now, sorry, I had the YouTube on in the background. Spurs are officially out of the um Carabao Cup. Uh lost 3-0 on aggregate to Chelsea, 2-0 um in the first leg away from him at Stanford Bridge, and then a 1-0 loss 
yesterday, courtesy of an Antonio Rudiger goal or Rudiger header. Um, before we actually get into the Carabao Cup game, though, let's talk a little bit about the FA Cup. So um, sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Um, Asa, you, you you summed up our FA Cup tie in in a couple of words. So I, I want you to repeat that word, those words, on the pod. Uh, well, for 70 minutes, it really sucked. And then for 20 minutes, it was a lot of fun. Like, uh, like many Spurs games, uh, like they, they didn't show up in the first half and then uh, decided that they actually needed players to play. And uh, certain, certain men uh, were asked to uh, remove themselves from the field uh, and, and maybe from the club. We'll see. Uh, and then, you know, the, the serious players, of which there are like six – uh, came on, three of them came on, scored goals, did things. Um, I mean, I, like the the thing is, is that like we we can joke about it, and it's I mean, it's funny because it was a win, but like, are we really relying on on Harry Winks like wonder goals in the seventy fifth minute to beat Morecambe? Like, is that where we're at? Like, mm. I mean, I, I I don't I don't know what there is to say about that. <laughs> it's just is. I don't know what Owen has to say on it, but for me, uh, I'm going to slightly disagree with you on one of the things you said, which was that main point, 70 minutes of fun, no, 70 minutes of of pain and 20 minutes of fun. I didn't even think it was 20 minutes of fun. I just thought it was 20 minutes of the big brother or the big brothers, one big brother, one little brother coming on and bailing the, the toddlers um, out of trouble. That's the way I saw it with Harry Kane and Lucas Moura. I think it's actually disgusting that, and this is no diss on Lucas Moura, although it might come off as a diss. I think it's actually disgusting that Lucas Moura is literally one of our go-tos now. Like if we need to win a game of football, he's one of our go-tos. It yeah. is utterly incredible. I, like, it's incredible. I, like, I, I remember, I remember when, he, when he, he was like a player who I was like, okay, like, End of the days, really appreciated that that one time in at Ajax, and uh, you know who's who's the right wing in the future. And now we're like, if he doesn't play, we can't score goals. Like I, I don't I don't know what we're doing here, but but he he's he him being a like a locked in necessary player on the line of Sonny and Kane is like a problem. Yeah, credit to him though, because I think he has stepped up in. I say stepped up is is probably a reach in my vocabulary, to be honest. I think he has performed better than the rest in recent months. And probably the, in 2021, probably around from late February onwards, I would say he's been one of the better performers. But um, I just think, yeah, I think our squad's in dire straits when squad players are the ones that we rely on to literally bail us out in your in game-to-game situations, it's it's kind of scary. Um, Owen, before we... Um, I, I didn't really want to spend too much time on this, but before we wrap up on the FA Cup, what were your sort of general takeaways? Um, the main one being the disappointment in uh, a certain player who I hoped would put in a decent performance in Tangi and him ultimately looking like he's ended his first career. Um Takeaways, um, pretty much echoing both of yours. I didn't think the last 20 minutes was 
fun. Uh, uh, we got the win, fair play, but like in the sense we had to bring on Kane, uh, we had to bring on Lucas, who is now uh, still. I can't remember who the third sub was now, but um, I think it was Emerson. Was it Emerson and or it, was it? Was it? Yeah, yeah, potentially. If that's a go-to as well. Then fuck Jesus me. Christ. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, because Cess, Cess, and Doherty were the starters. Oh, so. yeah, that was the thing. Um, Conte trying the inverted wingbacks was interesting, but um, it needs it was to a die. experiment. To be honest, I mean, if it doesn't work against the League Two team, then <laughs> probably don't try it again against um, the champions of Europe in a cup semi-final. But you know. It's what it is. We'll get into it. And um, I was quite pleased for, uh, obviously, Wings getting like a good purposeful, as he uh, he claims to be, um, Mm. special goal to actually bring us back in. Um, But yeah, that's it. It was um, a, a match which should have been a formality. We made a hard job of it. As other teams in the FA Cup did, to be fair, uh, the FA Cup can get like that sometimes, but it's just an overarching thing of our fringe players not performing against minnow opponents and our first team having to bail them out as per usual. That's That's been the theme of the season so far, and it just continued on the FA Cup against Morecambe. But, yeah, fortunately, we went through, so we can kind of joke about it. So, just... Yeah. Just before we, we move on to the to the League Cup, I, I do want to say like two things. One, which which will bridge us there, and the other, which is just important to note. Um, not everybody from North London made it through in the FA Cup. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, so so like, you know, like we can, we can be disappointed. Yeah, but, that's, um, I did allude to that a little bit. I just like threw I mean, a little look, Easter egg in there. Not everybody can beat Nottingham Forest. You know, it's tough. It, they're they're a tough side uh, to beat when you're uh, not a team that is a serious club at me, touchy gooners at me. Um, and the other yeah. thing is, and, and, and this sort of brings us to the, to the league cup. Um, I don't know what happened to, to Jafet Tanganga, but um, like he, he was responsible for that goal uh, uh, that, that we gave up to Morecambe. And I, I remember watching it. Like that couldn't have happened. Like, what did I just miss that? He just like, Stopped playing just, defense, and he did the same thing against Rudiger. Yeah, yep. Um, and you're right. And he did. He did something similar. Um, I mean, it, he was culpable for the first goal in the away fixture as well against Chelsea um, last week. But before we actually get onto the League Cup, I think there, there was one topic that Owen alluded to that I think we need to spend a bit more time talking about. Um, we need to manage our minutes well here. But end on belly. I think we need. We have to speak about it because. Um, like you said, Owen, his career is seemingly done. Um, Antonio Conte even came out after the press conference when they asked him yesterday. They said uh, he said that it was a tactical reason, but he made some weird comments about how um, he'd spoken to the club and it was a club decision. Um, and then we see all these reports that um, Napoli are interested in him, Spurs are looking to offload him and stuff like that. Um, the writing is evidently on the wall that Spurs will yet again look to sell um, Endombele. And I, I, and I just feel like this time there's no going back. Um, that FA Cup showing for me, like the bit that the fans hated the most that he got booed off the pitch for, the petulance when he was coming off, like he showed no eagerness or no no intent to just get off that quick 
get off that pitch quick enough. But me personally, that's not even like the most concerning thing for me. Like it's 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 horrible to see from a fan because you just want to win the game. And when one of your when your most expensive signing and one of your highest earners is dicking about instead of just getting off the pitch and letting the the um, subs come on so they can quickly impact the game. Um, it's an issue. But my main issue from that game is his actual performance. Like, he was actually poor. He was poor. And barring a sort of 45 minutes, 35 minute spell against Liverpool, um, this guy, he's not really looking as impactful as he threatened to look when he initially came back into the team when Nuno was our manager this season. Like, he's, it's crazy. Before it was, you could only sort of criticise him for his defensive contribution. But now, in addition to the fact that he's a defensive liability, we're not really seeing the impactful um, performances on the ball. So I'm looking at that as a confidence thing, but I'm also looking at that as him not being able to work in this system for Conte. Because when you look at the four, four, the three, four, three shape, um, your central midfielders literally need to be all-rounders. Like they need to be good technicians and they also need to be able to run and they also need to be able to put in a shift. His game is so heavily skewed towards one side and it's so it's such it's so imbalanced when it comes to the um offense and defense um um aspects of football. I don't know what what's 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 your take guys? Um I'll 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 just jump in first. I think that he's a confidence player. I think that he's someone who needs to play free. I think that he's someone who you know, I think that his his role as sort of a, a 10, you know, like that, like traditional 10, who needs people to cover for him. And it, Conte doesn't do that. Conte's never done that. He doesn't want creative players. He wants players who put in a shift. And I think in Dombele, we've, we've seen it across, what, four different managers now, um, if you include Mason. he's He, he just he, – I don't know what happens in practice. I don't know what happens – on the training pitch. I don't know what happens in the locker room. He does not rub people the right way. And I think that for a while there, there were people there who, who, who saw his talent and saw what it could be, but we're in year, what, three, two, three of, of the Tange and Zambale experiment. And, and how many serious moments can you point to where he, where he positively impacted the club, not just his own play, but, but positively impacted the team around him. Um, I think he needs a move, and I think that he he's sort of past the point of no return. You know, with Josie, it's like whatever. You know, he, Josie picks people he hates, and you can sort of deal with it. But if it's the same person over and over again, you know, it's not the manager. Mm. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a weird dynamic with Tongi. Um, I, wouldn't even, he, I wouldn't say he's necessarily a confidence player because he usually, like, he, he backs himself and has like a good idea of what his own ability is. And I think that's the problem um, or part of the problem where we've got a dynamic where when we signed him, we were obviously Champions League finalists. We were looking to kick on and compete for titles. We were consistently in the Champions League. And now he's going from playing Champions League ball with Leon and us to now having to try and try and fight for his place against a league to Morecambe. And he's not that type to try and elevate himself back into someone's plans he sees himself as someone who should already be there and should already be playing for one of the best teams in Europe so mm. 
it goes both ways. We haven't held up our end of the bargain. He's definitely not holding his up. Fair enough. Um, I don't see us selling him anytime soon. I think the best we can hope for is probably a loan with an obligation or option to buy. Um, wouldn't that be a sell in itself, though? If we get him obligation, isn't that basically him gone? Yeah, that's if there's someone that's willing to take the obligation. I think it'll be an option, to be honest. Um, because the two clubs that have been heavily rumoured interest in are, like I said, Napoli and Roma. Uh, strangely enough, Roma, um, under Jose Mourinho, um, he apparently wants him there. Um, someone who actually managed to get somewhat of a tune out of him in terms of being an all-round midfielder as well. So I would disagree with him not being able to fit into Conte's system. Like I think if Tongi was playing well, he would be more than happy to adapt him into a 3-5-2. Like you said, we saw it against Liverpool for a good half. And um, if Mourinho can adapt him into someone who can play a bit deeper at times, then you say Conte can't, with more detailed and modernised instructions, help facilitate him into being, okay, maybe the most advanced midfielder in a 3-5-2. But he's not willing to do the work to prove Conte wrong in a sense. Like the the hoops that Conte's trying to make Tongi jump through, Tongi doesn't see himself as having to do that. And that's where we've reached the impasse. And that's where we saw the petulance against Morecambe when he got subbed off. Obviously, he sees someone like Lacelso who may have been performing like on the same level as him is someone who should have gone off as opposed to him and someone who shouldn't even be playing in these games in the first place. Agreed. Um, yeah, uh, it is what it is. Uh, I think now it's bummed me out to the point where I've just accepted um, with those comments from Conte saying I'm following the line of the club, like that can only mean one thing. Yeah. That they're looking to get him out the door and I've accepted that and whatever the club and Conte decide to do, I'll back it. It's a painful it's a painful pill to swallow, I can't even lie. Um, the amount of cheerleading that we've done for this guy as a, as a collective on this pod, because we're not just... Fair enough, you can be an, an admirer of a player, but like you can't sit there with a straight face and tell me this guy's a shit footballer. You, you'd be lying. Like You yeah. cannot tell me with a straight face and Dombele cannot play football. He can play football. He can pass the ball. He can dribble a ball. He can beat a press. He's so technically sound at so many good things, but he just doesn't want to put the, the hard yards in. And for whatever reason, he's just not functional enough um, in his own right to play um, for Antonio Conte right now. But... Anyway, let's move on to the ugliest um, result, which is the League Cup second leg. Um, as I mentioned earlier on at the start of the pod, Spurs lost 1-0 at home. That is that is five games now we've played against Chelsea. Four, yeah, five games now I've played against Chelsea at home where we've not beaten them in 90 minutes. So we got hammered 3-0 this season in the league. We've now lost this cup game 1-0. Um, we drew 1-1 last year, cup game. Um, we lost 1-0 last year in the league. We lost 2-0 last the year before that under Frank Lampard. So all in all, we've only scored one goal against Chelsea in this new stadium in five appearances. And we've conceded around, what, 
seven. Mm. It's utterly embarrassing. Seven or eight, sorry. It's utterly embarrassing. Um, Asa, what were your thoughts on the lineup? Because I know you had, you said that you had some, you had some contentious points to Conte on the lineup. Um, do you think that he prioritized the cup game or do you think he was just, he had the North London derby in mind? So I'm not sure what, all right, I'm, I'm going to just take a step back and, and say that I was, I was upset when I saw the lineup because I saw Doherty starting and I don't think, look, I have nothing against the guy personally. I've never met him. Could be a, a stand-up gentleman. The dude cannot play at this level. I, I I've watched him for what a year and a half now, uh, you know, however long that we we've seen Matt Doherty, he can't play. And and when you're putting him on the left side against a team that that can play, I mean Chelsea can play. What 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 are we doing? You know, and and look, I get that Romero's hurt. I get that that Dyer's hurt. Which again, let's take a step back and talk about how. Where you know where we thought we would be if Eric Dyer got hurt, we can't play. But the fact of the matter is, is that if you look at this lineup, you know, starting Galini, right? Starting starting Doherty, starting um, honestly Hoybier, and 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 I, I think that he he hasn't um, played up to to the level that we saw him at last year. Um, I, I think that his legs are dead. I think that he played what what was it three thousand minutes last year. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think, I think that he needs a break, but this was not a lineup meant to win. You know, if, if you were going, if you were going to attack this game with, with all that you were going to attack, um, these are not the folks you start. And maybe, maybe it could be that there are simply not enough attacking players to do it. I mean, beyond Kane and, and Lucas, like, I, I don't even know who you put out there, um, to, to really chase the game, you know, Dane Scarlett, like, is that where we're at? Um, but yeah, I mean, when, when I saw this lineup, I, I sort of said to myself, no Lloris, no, no Reguillon, um, Hoybier in there in, instead of Skip, this just isn't, this isn't it. This isn't what we're doing. So, and, and it bore out, I thought. I think like, I do hear what you're saying on the lineup. Like, I think under no circumstances should Galini be starting in a cup semi-final against Chelsea. Under no circumstances should Galini be starting period for Spurs unless we're playing like League Two opposition or League well, One not. opposition. Um, <laughs> and then, and yeah, Doherty, we spoke about it, the, this inverted experiment that he keeps banging on about. Um, it needs to stop. It needs to die an ugly death. Um, and I, I would have rather Cesc started. Um, but in all honesty... Well, nit- I, I would see that as me nitpicking. It, for me, even if he played the strongest team available, Spurs don't win. Lloris started yeah. in the game at Stamford Bridge. He played and we lost 2-0. Do you get what I'm saying? Um, I get it. It's talking points. We have to talk about it because ultimately, if you can make the lineup better, then you should. But even if he makes the lineup better, Spurs still lose. They still lose. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think starting Reggian and Skip and Lloris makes Spurs somehow score two goals in this game and 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 keep a clean sheet. But I, you know, like, you know, we talk a lot in in sports about process. Well, like that's part of the process. Like you got you got mm. to put your best out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Owen, I'll, I want to come to you on this as well because um, with with that first half again. 
similar first half to the one to the game at Stamford Bridge. Like, I know Chelsea are, are are good, but surely we should be expecting more of an effort from the team um, to combat Chelsea in the first half. Like, it just looked like men against boys again for like a good 30, 35 minutes. 100%. Um, yeah, obviously, Conte set the tone for the game with his lineup. I think he definitely semi surrendered that tie, uh, literally. But with the lineup we had and Chelsea rocking with Kova and Jorginho in their starting lineup, I think they just looked to control the game. They're just far better at keeping the ball and they're just a far better team than us in general. So, with us having a weakened team, them actually looking to just come there and control the game. They have the players to do it. And by, by and large, they did. Like I think there was a few moments where we actually, bless us, we did try. I think Hoybier actually had a relatively okay game. This is what I said. Because he said. won the ball quite a few times. But then when we actually looked to play, we just, we just couldn't. We just don't have the quality to play. So... Um, Obviously, it improved second half when uh, Chelsea just took their foot off the off the gas again. Like they weren't even really fully on the gas even in the first half, which is um, more an indictment on their lack of quality again. But um, we actually looked like we controlled most of the second half, exactly keeping the ball. Um, just the final ball was just lacking so badly and um a lot of people got onto winks for that uh that ball on Kane like yeah that was terrible he he got excited and just cooked the ball but uh like you said in your tweets there was quite a few situations where he actually got into really good areas of the pitch again just lacked the final ball even Kane uh Lacelso at one point who I actually thought had a relatively good game who Kane um, or Lacelso both more oh, more Kane on, more <laughs> Kane <laughs> What the More fuck? Games, is the I want to see. Come on, what I wanted to see in the Celso. What I wanted to see in the Celso is what he actually started to to do in this game, where he would actually release the ball and actually have a plan, an idea what he wanted to do. He didn't do much. Actually, releasing the ball and keeping it one and two touch with the bar on the floor. That's what I'm hoping to see more in the Celso, and to try and get closer to that level he he had. When in during Project Restart, like his decision making appeared a lot better. Um, I'm I'm applying Conte tax to that. I don't and, even, um, I think even if you do apply Conte tax, I think he was ass. I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't I didn't really see sort of delivering two decent corners. I didn't really see what he added yesterday. Um, he, he he doesn't have good link up. He doesn't really drive with the ball past players. He just he's a turnover. He's demon capable well. of that though. It's just frustrating. But uh, well, I thought that's, that's he, he links right? midfield to attack carrier, right? quite well. Uh, there was an opening as well, especially when he he just did this first time flick out to the right person. Then they flicked it out to Emerson, who went through on goal. Could have passed it across to Doherty, but again, like one, he would have let the final pass, and two, Doherty wouldn't have got on the end of it anyway let alone being able to finish it. There was quite a few situations where he created the the opening for someone to be put through on goal. Um, mm. I don't want to say he created the pre-assist, but 
that's that's what I took from that. Asa, what's your thoughts? Because literally, I, for those who are listening, I'm literally covering my face now because I just can't believe what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, look, I my, just can't believe it. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna echo one of one of my favorite movies uh, right right now. If Lo Celso is good at driving the ball, why doesn't he drive the ball good? Like he he's he's capable of doing these things. I I I don't I'm. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put my own agenda and bias on the table here. I've never liked Loselso. Um, when he came in, I I had an agenda against him. I've never been a fan of his. Um, and you know, like, and it's and that's on me. Like, I'll, I'll you know I'll I'll own that. But whenever I watch him play, you know, it's like he and and I'll I'll go back to to everything that he does. Right, like he he does a lot of things where you're like, oh okay, that was competent and it got you there. But like, how low is that level? There, it's like, oh, he made the right pass that went to the right pass that didn't go anywhere. And, and, and I feel like a lot of what Lo Celso does is like, he makes the right pass to someone who is in a situation that they can't do anything with it anyways. And maybe that's a, a, a question of quality, right? Like maybe Lo Celso is just constantly going to be your 10th most important player. And if he's actually your 10th best player, you're in really, really good shape. And if he's your third best player, you're in really, really bad shape. Um, I like, I, 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 I watched him go and, and, and for someone who needs to be a positive progressive player, um, I don't see it. And, and like, like part of that is because I, I, I don't want to, but I, you know, I, I just don't see it out of him. And, and, and I don't think good things happen when he, when he steps on. Yeah. I, I think he, I don't think he was good yesterday. I do think he was better than, what he showed at the weekend against Morecambe, which was absolutely nothing. Um, but yeah, I just don't think he had a good game yesterday, but I'm not just trying, I'm not just here to single him out. We spoke about Doherty already or Doherty. He just, he, it, it, it looks like manual labor. Um, it looks like he's literally been grafting for four, five days straight whenever he just makes the most basic of actions on a football pitch. Everything looks labored. It's almost as if he's come to Spurs and he's actually forgotten how to play football. It's scary. And then mm. that bum Galini is well, all this guy. I said this, I said this on my re- review yesterday. <laughs> this guy, he's at his most comfortable when he's got a mic um next to his mouth. Yeah. Put him on a football pitch when there's balls coming coming in towards him and he's so uncomfortable. He can't, he's not good from 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 range. He's not commanding in his box, he's not good in possession. Simple punch yesterday. That's what you need to do. Go out and punch the ball. And he just completely fluffs his lines. Like, why do we have this this Italian rapper um, at the club? Playoffs, he should playoffs. be on... Have any of you not watched um, Gamora? The guy should be on Gamora. What's he doing at Spurs? He literally <laughs> should be on Gamora. If, have any of you not watched it? Uh, no, you I'm just thankful this is all no? alone signing. Like, I... <laughs> I kind of got a little bit of stick for saying that I wasn't excited about the signing whatsoever. Um, well, I'm not. He was literally just there to fill space, to be honest. So we didn't have to spend any money on a permanent transfer up front and we could concentrate the money and prioritise it for other positions. He was just alone to fill up a gap in the squad. Um, and that's it. And that's all he is. And that's all he ever will be. Uh, for us, um, who knows if we'll extend the loan because it, we have the option for a second year on this loan, I believe, and then we can sign him permanently with the option. 
I so, think I, I, I think I think highly doubt we'll take the option to sign him for a second yeah. season. But at the same time, I highly doubt we'll actually spend any kind of money on on the goalkeeper, first choice or second choice, because there's other priority positions which we need to really concentrate on, and that's going to cost us quite a lot. So, I think, so I think, oh, go on, Nason, go on. I'll say this: is that. Um, if if Golini is is actually the second best keeper in the club, then either a Loris can't leave, um, and and Conte was talking about how they're they're in the process of resigning him. There were a lot of mm-hmm. there was a lot of smoke about him going back to France. I, I don't know. Hopefully he stays. But if if this is Golini's level, you cannot tell me that Brandon Austin is worse. Like you you can't tell me that 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 the the academy kids are worse than that. I mean, do we still have Whiteman? Alfie Whiteman. Yeah, he's yeah, he's mm. he's somewhere. I thought he went out on loan to be fair. But I can't uh, I'm 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 partial to to Brandon Austin because um, of course you a, are. Of course. he played of he played yeah. in MLS and yeah, he his um his father actually uh played for a friend of mine. Um his father's a, a basketball player. I have a friend who is a coach of the um, oh, the London Towers uh and and he played for him. So I'm I'm oh, partial sick. to the Austin family. Fair, fair, fair. I thought you were just doing that thing you normally do, Asa, where you, where if they've got any ties to America or I America, mean, also football, that, you yeah, literally just, every single, any single, all the all a player has to be is American. And Asa's like, oh yeah, you should watch him. He's kind of cool. Yeah. Who was that player that you were standing the, a couple of weeks back? I saw a thing piece on fucking Josh Sargent. One of the shit. <laughs> no, see, now I'm standing. Now I'm standing. Wes McKinney, who uh, who just scored a great goal yesterday. Uh, the man is for real. Uh, don't worry about it. I'm. I'm. I'm I, I hold these stocks. You. 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 You can. You can see. I'm. I, I'll put my name on any of them. Josh Sargent, probably not so much anymore. Uh, he is. He has not rewarded my faith. He's not been good. But let's well, let's go Weston back McKinney to uh, was a Paratici signing to be fair. So he's, who he's the legit. fuck knows? Western mid Kenny. That's what I'm oh, calling. Western mid Kenny. Nothing against the guy, but he is fucking mid. He's medium. Western he's, mid. He's a mid. tryhard. He's he's a, he's an energy <laughs> player. Like like look like yeah. I I'll acknowledge my stuff. He's an energy player, and if if you're like asking him to like dribble twice in a row, I'm not sure. But he's uh he's he runs a lot. I can't believe we've let Asa just take over this part of an, with an MLS segment. But anyway, let's 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 get back on topic. Um, so Fia, pick up Fia in the comments. She's just put a comment saying, "Speak on Harry Kane and him not turning up in big games when his team needs him." And then Jack posts, "Kane played well yesterday. Not his fault. His teammates are bums." Uh, guys, let's talk about this because. I, unless I'm going crazy, Harry Kane was probably our best player yesterday alongside Davison Sanchez and um, Ben Davies, in my opinion. Um, Oh, you're going to say Lacelso? (laughs) 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 Honestly. Um, But yeah, like, I'm probably somewhere in the middle between those two comments. Um, I do think Harry Kane played to a, to a, a decent standard. I felt like his general play was 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 good, but as Fia um, has stated, I feel like in a game of that magnitude, when you're three 0 down on aggregate, and he's meant to be a star striker, we need goals, bro. We need attempts on goal, and we need better decision making in the final third. And I think ultimately that's what let his game down for me yesterday. But I'm gonna look 
past the poor play in the final third where he should have squared it to Lacelso. And I'm going to look at the positive, which is that I think we're slowly getting to see the old Harry Kane in terms of the stuff he would do out in addition to scoring. Um, am I alone in this thinking? No. Um, he's definitely putting himself far out with more. He's definitely making himself more available off the ball, far more than he used to under Nuno. Um, and actually engaging in duels with defenders again, without even having to do his signature move, which is which is all right. Um, in terms of like his goal scoring as well, I think he obviously got a bit unlucky with that chance at the back post. I think it just just brushed past him. Uh, not much he could do. And then when he had a proper opening to score, he, he managed to put it away, but was offside because Kepa got a bit lucky, just ran beyond the um, the line of the ball without even realising he played Kane offside. So <laughs> Very lucky. Yeah, Jeremy. Someone tried to claim onto it. It was like, what, 200 IQ players? Like, nah, this guy just got yeah, lucky. He rushed out and got caught. But yeah, fair enough. I, Crazy, I think that- yeah, I mean that was the. I think the funniest part about that was the the um, the amount of people on Twitter who showed that they have no idea what the offside rule is. Um, that was my favorite part of that entire discourse. Um, was the amount of people like, well, there was a player behind him, and it's like it's that's not the rule. It's not like like it's like the goalie doesn't count. Um, but I I thought that the the way that that Kane played yesterday, um, and the way he's played for I, I think a couple weeks, um. He is sort of coming back, but but this sort of this this beat on him about his his inability to to quote show up in big games, um, and and that's for club and country. I don't know how real it is because so much of his game is not just scoring goals, right? Like he's he he adds so much to the side, you know, when his link up and and dropping deep and and engaging with defenders. Um, that I think that you can judge him beyond just the the goal scoring, and and I thought that he was the best player outside of Sanchez. I, I thought Sanchez was was easily the best player, but um, I thought that Kane was was positive. I mean, I think I think that, that that's the type of game that if you have Sonny, you know, if if Sonny's not injured and you have Kane playing like that, I think it's a different game. Now, obviously, Sonny's not playing, and and there's no reasonable uh, backup for him. Um, but, but he needs, he, he needs a, a, a partner up there other than, than Lucas. Um, and if he had that, I think it's a different game. I thought, I thought, I thought that he played well. I have nothing bad to say about Kane about yesterday. Mm. Yeah. It's he... also dependent. He's all around games. So dependent on the players around him playing well as well. Like there's no point in him playing either of the fruit, like fullbacks, through in a really good position to then cross the ball back to someone else in the box when uh, fullbacks can't deliver. Um, yeah, Emerson, man, like <laughs> again, so many times he got in good positions yesterday as well. And um, there was a moment where he had like three people in the middle of the box, then he took another touch and then he clipped it right to the back post where no one even was. And it was like that, that select that cross selection for that opening it, it didn't make any sense that that summed up his entire Spurs thing and <laughs> you see him doing individual training now to work on his crossing where 
I don't even think he should be like being trained to aim at targets. I think he should just be trained to aim in certain dangerous areas of the box and just aim it there. And then you just tell the players, look, attack that space because that's where we've told him to hit it. If he it's... if he's not aiming for a particular person, that might actually help him. Yeah, just he's get it to the like he's I mean, he is a bum. But um, but I think that's right. Like, just like don't tell him, like, yeah, see if you can pick out uh uh Lucas at the front post because he's not gonna be able to do it. Just be like, dude, just get it to the penalty spot. If you can get it there, maybe something good will happen, maybe not, but just like aim for that big five by five yard box right there. And if you can get it there, then like you can tell Kane and and the ghost of Dali Alley or whoever else is going to be up there, like, hey, just just be there, because nothing, you know, it's not it's not coming back post, you know, right to your head. Like you got to go up and get it, and yeah, because yeah. Emerson, Emerson, like, I I I knew that this dude was a bum because he couldn't beat out Sergio Dest at Barcelona, and if you can't beat him out, like Danny Alves is thirty nine and beat him out, like. This guy, this guy was not worth 25 when we got him at 25, and he's certainly not worth it now because he can't cross it uh, at all. I, I think I don't, we've gone. No, I was just gonna say, like, I, I don't know, I don't know how you fix like basic structural things at the Spurs level. Like this, this is stuff that should have been handled like what six years ago for him. Yeah, yeah, and and this is and this is what worries me as well because like, yes, some players like they struggle to adapt. And it's more around like physicality. So like Brian Hill, for instance, you can see that he's got the technical quality, he's got the confidence, but he hasn't got the physicality to go up against some of these players. Um, when it was uh, Luka Modric in his first couple months at the club, he he start, he didn't start off great. He's still finding his feet, but you saw towards the end of the season, he really grew um, into into um, his his role in our team. Um, like some players need a period of like um, a settling in period, but with Emerson, I would I would be prepared to to afford him time to settle in if I could see like some positives in some of the basics. But he can't even do the basics right. Like he may not make. We spoke about this on 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 in the in the chat the other day. Like. Case in point being Serge Aurier. Serge Aurier sticks out more because he makes the high-profile errors and he made them repeatedly, which is why a lot of Spurs fans lost faith. Fair enough. But when you actually look at the basic fundamentals, yeah, he does a lot of things better than Emerson. He's a better dribbler. He's better at shooting with both feet. He's a better crosser and he's a better 1v1 defender. Like, players find it much easier to go past Emerson than they do than they did with Serge Aurier. And that is my issue with, with, with Emerson now. Like even going forward, when look at yesterday, Harry Kane. Kane played a, a, a sweet pass, like split, slice the defense. He's in on goal. You're in the box. You've made a he's made a great run into the box. You're in the box. Just pick your head up and look, assess the situation and cut it back or literally just dink it. It just required some sort of delicate touch and he just balloons it. And it's like, what is, as a coach, what are you meant to do about that? What are you actually meant to do about that? Nothing. Like, like that's the thing is that like the coach, the coach's job at this point in, at, at this type of club is to get your players in a position to be successful. But if you can't, if you can't get the ball to the box, like 
like that's not Conte's like what what is Conte supposed to do there? Like, yeah, I'm gonna teach him how to cross like he's at U12. Like what what are we doing? It's 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 I I I I think that you're spot on. Like you can see it with Brian Hill, right? Like he's he's small and he's young, but like you can see it, right? Like you can see how he could become a good player. With Emerson, it's it's not small, he's not young, he's not slow. You just can't do it. And yeah, I, I think it's that that's annoying because there have been fans that have been like, why are we getting on Emerson's back? He's a foreign player, settling into a new country, new league, blah, blah, blah. All these things apply. Uh, He's still young. Uh, Whereas we haven't criticised Brian Hill in the same way, even though, yeah, he, he hasn't really done anything at Spurs yet. He hasn't. But we right. can see the minerals there in him so okay we've turned around and be like we'll give you time to cook whereas we've seen with emerson he's been getting opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after training video after opportunity <laughs> after training video, and it's nothing really seems like it's going to change with him so yeah um, i think fans uh, and on that one as well and i think like we all saw pretty much early on literally his first game this guy we saw him get cooked by zaha and we said oh oh but we gave him time. We said, we're not, it's not been a good start, but he had games, he had games like Villa at home and certain others where he actually defended well, did okay. And we tried to give you time, but I'm sorry, six months is enough time to make a fair assessment of a player. And in six months time, he has been nothing short of diabolical. He's been nothing short of diabolical. So as far as I'm concerned, I think I think we need to be looking at either demoting him and bringing someone in, um, which I think we're already trying to do. And then come summertime, I think we might need to uh, recoup our money. Recoup but our money. How much are you going to get for him? I mean, he 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 was he was bought for what twenty five. I mean, are are you getting half of that right now? I think you can get 15 million for Emerson. I think he's young enough that you can you can recoup money. Like Steven Bergwijn's been awful for, for like like <laughs> 18 months, and Ajax are probably gonna pay around 20 million euros for him. So I think I think you can get something similar for Emerson. Someone will pay it. Somebody will pay it. So I mean, I hope I hope so. <laughs> I hope um, so. But anyway, guys, uh, we've spoken about the League Cup game now. Um, Shall we speak about Conte and, and transfers? Um, Owen, what's your what's your general take on the situation now? Alistair Gold obviously brought an article saying there are fears from certain players that Conte could walk. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I think when you look at the comments he's been making in recent weeks, in fact, to be honest, since he's got a job, we need investment, we need this, we need that, we need this, we need that. I guess this is what we want as fans. I know, obviously, ultimately, we don't want him to leave, but the greater good, putting pressure on the board, I guess this is kind of what we want from a manager, right? Yeah, I mean, a board of the type that need people to put their foot on next. Like, obviously, I've had my fair share of times where I've defended Levy, but I've also acknowledged, like, you know, you really have to be on his neck about things. So, um see there was a apparently there was a meeting where they all about uh, Paratici um Paratici sorry Levy and Conte 
laid out some harsh truths. And then before we know it, Levy's jetting off to Barbados to meet Joe Lewis, which I've never heard happen during a season. Um, so hopefully that turned back some some positive results. And we'll see. Um, apparently we've offered Kessie a pre-contract of four years, according to Fabrizio. Um, I saw another Spurs account really? tweet that, though. So with the source being from Fabrizio in the little brackets thing. So hopefully no. that's true because it just shows a bit of... Um, shows us being proactive um yeah uh i see uh jack commenting in the um in the comment section so he goes to the bahamas every year as i say i don't think he's done it during a season that that's the key thing especially during a transfer window after a transfer meeting has been held um so it feels a little bit different i just want to see the action now even if it is signing Adama Traore. Um, like we've been ooming and ahhing about this transfer since the summer. And it's got to that point, like, look, if you want the guy, just fucking get him. Like, 20 million, whatever. Like, whether you agree or don't agree with him coming. I don't if agree, but I agree player, with what you're saying. Yeah. Um, just be proactive in what you're doing. And I think Conte probably would have um, alluded to us getting rid of one or two guys as well. And he wanted them... Obviously, I think what he would have been told is we need to raise money through one or two cells to really give you what you want, idealistically. Um, so I think he just wants to see action both ways. And I think we will, to be honest. I think we'll see action in terms of two, maybe three transfers, but I don't think we'll get anyone who's going to be a game-changer. Like I think we'll probably sell Bergvine. But don't you think that's a problem, though, in itself? Because we need game changers in the starting eleven. Like even Kessie, I, I like Kessie. Yeah. I've I've got a lot. I've got some time for Kessie. I think he's a good player. But as we've all noted in the chat, he's really struggled in spells this season for AC Milan. And whilst he's a good midfielder, he does not transform our midfield. Nah. So surely we should be targeting midfielders who literally elevate the club to a certain standard. Yeah, like, I think our problem is, I, I just think our problem is our top targets realistically won't move in the January window. Whereas um, we need, we need these players now and then we can safely look at talking about competing for the top four place. Right. Because and, currently I don't think we can. No. And, and I think like the, 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 the caliber of player, you know, Tubbs, you, you mentioned like you need game changers. Vlahovic is not coming. You know, like, I, I think, like, I, like, like, I think it's like, it's time to like come to some harsh truths. Like, look, if, if Adama Traore comes and he plays right wing back and Conte thinks that he can do it and teach him how to play defense. Great. But the next time Traore plays defense will be the first, Um, you know, like, I, I, I don't know what the plan is here, but I, I think that the, the reporting of the trip to the Bahamas or Barbados or, or wherever Joe Lewis hides out these days. Um, I think the reporting of it is much more interesting than the event of it because the fact that it was reported means that they're trying to say something to the fans and they're trying to say mm. like, Hey, money's coming. Like this is, yeah. this is, this is a serious thing. And maybe, maybe it's, it's, it's meant to, to show to Conte that like, look, we're, we're serious about this. We want the fans to know that we're investing. We want you to know we're investing, but until yeah. Conte, I think, I think until Conte um, commits beyond June, 2023, it's going to be hard to get people on, you know, of the caliber that we need. You know, you can get Kessie for four years, fine. 
but you're not going to be able to get the, 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 the elite type of player who you need um, to commit for any extended period of time, especially in a January window. Yeah, I still think there's value you can get in January, but of course there's way more value in the summer. I just think start as you mean to go on, man. Like money talks in the end of the day. Money talks in the end of the day. Money actually moves a lot of obstacles. And if Spurs are serious about backing Antonio Conte and improving this team, they would show it with 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 money. They would go to certain teams where he's got his first choice target to man, and they'll say, "Hey, look, we want your player. Here's the cash. Bang." They would do it, but they don't have the cojones. They're broke. They're broke, boys. All this revenue is for nothing. They're actually broke, boys. I don't know who said it today, but it's but it's a what is it like? It's it's a real estate company pretending to be a football club. Bruh, you see them. We are now seeing new plans as well for for like a cinema and a seventy-two. I can't even remember what it was, but like all of these things, like nobody would care one bit if the club had the same level of focus on the. On pitch matters. Nobody would care. I like Nobody to think would me care, bro. Kind of signified to, to Joe Lewis that you know to get more out of your investment, you need to actually put money into it. So it's actually a more desirable. <laughs> it's a more desirable asset. Like it's not even worth buying at the moment because we're pretty much still more or less in free fall. Without Conte, we would have been unviable um but yeah uh, as long i think the message needs to be put across to levy and joe lewis like like if you invest and make the team competitive on the world european stage again then you're going to make yourself a more desirable yeah to buy it like there's no secret you want to sell the club you want to get your money back that's fine but you know you can't just let it rot and then let it lose value yeah, it makes no sense business-wise or footballing-wise. Well, I, I think that I think the way they're looking at it, and it's you know, it's it's questionable, but it's like if you make the the ancillary parts of the club really, really attractive, then you can go to a to potential buyer and say, look, like all you need to do is buy players, and suddenly you know you're there because you got the facilities and you got the cinema and you got the shopping mall and whatever. I like I don't know what any of that has to do with the club itself. But it's like, hey, look at all these things you own. Um, it's a big trick in in American sports franchises. It's like, look, like we own the stadium. So if you buy us, like not only do you own the club, you own the stadium. And I think that that's sort of like the the ideology here. Except that, um, oh, by the way, you need to win games for a club to be worth, you know, what you think it's worth. Mm, yeah, I just think, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. I think they want it all encompassing. So. No, you're not just buying the club, you're buying, you're buying all of this, all of that, but just fix, fix what's happened on the pitch first and let the rest follow. Ugh. Anyway, um, enough about the League Cup, enough about transfers, Adama Chari, I don't really want to speak on him. Um, <laughs> let's talk about North London Derby. Uh, we've got probably six or seven minutes left. Let's talk about the North London Derby. So, Owen, I'll start with you. Um, yeah. Are you confident? About getting a result today? I mean, getting a result um, on Sunday? Uh, do you know what? I am. Um, purely because more more so to do with uh, players unavailable for Arsenal. I don't know if we've got Eric Dyer back. Um, but 
Arsenal have got all of these numbers lacking in midfield now. Uh, apparently, Udegaard has COVID. Uh, yep. I hope he's well, but yeah, he's not going to be playing on the weekend, who's a big thing for them. Um, I think we're familiar enough now under Conte to control certain aspects of the game. Obviously, I think Arsenal will probably still take possession, but I think we can still hurt Arsenal. Uh, as long as we can rock up with with the intensity required in the North London derby, especially at home, um, we can definitely win. Um, hopefully Regulon's fit because he's our only wing-back that can actually show that he's had tangible evidence of him being able to cross a ball and assist and create goal-scoring opportunities. Um, yeah, I'm going to rock with my starting lineup now. I think hopefully Loris will come back into the team. I think Sanchez, Dyer, and Davis, centre-backs. Midfield, more interestingly, I still think we need to put Hoybier on ice a little bit. So uh, I think it has to be Skip. He was rested in the Carabao Cup anyway, right? So it's definitely he's going to play. Um, he's become our best midfielder already, which is mad. But yeah, Skip, Winks, the Celso. Um, no, sorry, no, Owen. No. Yeah, no, I think he's playing. I think yeah, he's been playing well. Sorry. He's going to play. No, um, no, no, Owen. Regular. The Celso cannot start in a fucking North London derby. Please, please, he God, started no. in a North London please, win before. Please, please, God, no, please, please. He's been oh, better than Tongi in North London derbies as well. Uh, so, yeah, no, definitely That's a low bar. him. It's very low bar. Come and on. This is what I'm the judging. The bar is in hell, Owen. The yeah. bar is in hell. The bar is in hell for pretty much all of our players anyway, right? Like, bar two He's not three. wrong. He's not wrong. Um, I would start Brian Hill. Fuck it. I would actually start <laughs> Brian Hill. Genuinely, I would start Brian Hill or I would play a midfield free. I know we need some punch. I would play a midfield free of Hoybier, Winks and Skip. I know it's ugly. I know it's it's not functional. I know lack of there's minimal penetration, but Lacelso when he plays, especially in a game of that magnitude, he is a non-entity, bro. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything. And then I, 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 I assume Brian, Brian Hill or, or one of or, or those, the midfielder out of Skip and not Skip, sorry, out of Hoybier and Winks who misses out, I would bring them back in. So the game, so I remember the North London derby where Partey ended up walking off for the second goal, whatever. Do you remember who played the through ball in to, for us to go for one goal? That, yeah, that but Owen, that, oh, oh. I, I get that one, but it was literally more than it was like a, it was like a four it was like a four v one. Hey, played the ball. This like is what these are the openings we've been seeing in some of our games recently, and we just haven't been able to play a final ball. I can't believe I can't believe the 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 straws. I don't, I don't even have, have major stops oh in the Celso, by the way. I I really don't, but I think he's been one of our better performing players of recently. Nah. So fuck it. Hey, so what are you saying? Do you agree? Come so on. I, I, I agree with the Lloris, uh, Sanchez, Dyer, Davies. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you Reggian and I guess Emerson because that's what we're doing. Um, oh, and, and I'm going... Do you know, I'm going I'll start Doherty as well, by the way, over Emerson. I wouldn't. No, I don't I wouldn't even care. I think with, he's a better crosser than Emerson. With so those I two, I don't even care. He doesn't really cross the ball. 
You don't really cross the ball. Emerson. Neither does Emerson. He's actually a better passer in the box than, than Emerson. Well, he's rubbish though. Like, you're not forgetting get what yeah. happened the last time he played against. I, I know. I know he's Martinelli, Martinelli will of course uh, Martinelli will get the better of Emerson, but Martinelli, if he's gonna get the better of Emerson, he's gonna chew Matt Doherty and spit him out. Um I'd I'd go with Emerson. Um, but if it's Doherty, I'm not gonna be that mad. Um, as long as Reggian's on the left. Uh in the midfield, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna piss everybody off because I'm gonna go with I want Skip, I want Winks, and I want the man Deli Alley. It's happening. Oh no, he's coming man. back. Well, it's, happening. <laughs> it's happening. Look, if 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 Los I'm gonna leave this. I'm gonna leave Deli. This is you don't want us. Number twenty yeah. in the program, number one in your hearts. You know you want him back. This is this is a starting lineup from the pits. He's not it. He's not it. This is a starting lineup from the pits of um, that volcano. is the sole reason why we're linked with Lingard, by the way. (laughs) This 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 midfield. These midfield suggestions that you lot have got. They're straight from Mordor. I'm telling you, they're straight straight from from our club, bro. What do you want us to do? I I can't. The team we have. (laughs) Play Brian Hill. Play Brian Hill. Play Hoybier. I'm happy, happily play those two. I'm be mad that Hill started. I can't even lie. Like I can't even claim to have massive stocks in the Celso either. So either of them starting, I can't be mad. But if I had to pick between Hill, if I had to pick between Delhi, and I had to pick between the Celso, <laughs> of those three, I'm picking the Celso. I mean, but that's the point. And that's right? where we are that's, as a club. That's who we're talking about, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh well, I guess if not Le Celso, we can do Delhi Alley or Brian Hill. Or you know what is the only the only the only sort of angle I can get with your picks is the fact that if we're playing a three man midfield, at least one of the three needs to be a bit more advanced. They need to offer a bit more than just playing in the middle of the pitch and playing sideways pedestrian passes. They need to either contribute towards attacking phases of play. Or they need to be able to to do to do more in the final third. But the problem is, these players who are meant to do more, they just don't. They just don't. I would rather the unpredictable, and I would just play Brian Hill. But that's me. Um, that's me. Um, are you Ace? Are you expecting? Because I've been saying all week, Spurs Spurs aren't going to lose this week, and then we go ahead and lose to to Chelsea. <laughs> but I think I'm in. I think I'm genuine. I'm in fact. I I know I'm in Owen's camp. I'm in Owen's camp when I say we're going to beat Arsenal this weekend. Like I can just feel it in my bones. I can feel it in my bones. We're going to beat them this weekend. There has to be a reaction. There has to. Be. I think so. So I'm I'm an eternal optimist. Like you asked me before any game, I'm like hell yeah, my team's going to win three 0 What up? Um, but. I, I think the way that this this week is setting up, I think that the way that that Conte played the FA Cup and played um, the League Cup games, I think that he he's he's circled this game. I think that this game is is incredibly important to him. I think it's incredibly important to the club. And I think that as far as I can tell, Arsenal are playing about as much of a first choice lineup as they can right now. We're we're, we're recording at twelve oh five. And I'm pretty sure they just lost their second choice right back. Um, again, I don't have it. I don't have it up, but I think that they're on their third choice right back. Um, and if that's the case, then you know, Reggian can cook. So I, I I feel good about it. If you ask me, if you ask me for it, I'm I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say two one. Two one to the good guys. I think two one. It's a must win. Um, it's a must so win. That's why we. That's why I'm. 
relatively confident. It's a must win. Obviously, if we do win as well, we go one point above them, I think, with two, two games, games in hand. Yep. yep. Which is yep. insane I, to think, like, given Arsenal's perspective of they're actually playing quite well. It doesn't feel like we're doing much, but yet we're still looking to go above them with two games in hand. So, yeah, it just shows the the levels of expectation on both the teams at the moment. And like you, you, you think about like the ways that they've been happy with results. It's like, man, they played really great for 20 minutes in a loss against Man City. And like, and the, the way that victory looking, was we right. won at home to Man City. Right. And, 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 and our, our view of things is like, we played like crap against Watford and got three. Like that's, yeah. that's the difference right now. I think is that they, they're, they're looking for a lot of good out of bad and we're looking for, when we're seeing bad out of good and yeah. at the end of the day, like I'll take bad out of three as opposed to moral victories out of zero. Mm. I think as well, and another thing I know is stating the obvious, but we've got a world-class coach who is an excellent man motivator as well. I think he can, he can fire up this team. Um, if we had Nuno Espirito Santo, I would not be talking like this at all. I wouldn't be. Because I just don't think he's good enough to galvanize a team and make a team greater than the, greater than than its parts like individually. I just think with Antonio Conte, he can get the better of Arteta, and I think he can do what he's already done in 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 to some degree this season, which is get better players, which is get p- better players. I mean, get better performances out of poor players. I think he can do it. So. Um, Let's see. Uh, and also, I think Harry Kane is loading, 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 small, small. So I think he can, um, I think he can, oh, sorry. I've got TV, TV on the background. I think he can actually um, bag. And I think he is going to bag on the weekend as well and put in a respectable performance. So you heard it here first. Spurs are going to win 2-1. Cross the board. Um, nice. Fellas, anything else? Uh, just, I, I think that if if I see Tanganga in the starting starting eleven, I'm gonna, I, I'm not gonna watch. I'm, I'm just telling you right that. Yeah. <laughs> he needs. He needs. Yeah, to sorry, guys. So I got Arsenal. I got Arsenal fan in the corner. <laughs> he can come on and uh, give a little preview of the game himself if he wants. If uh, assuming that's Mr. Dan Cooks of uh, the. It, it is. What and- the fuck is all these? <laughs> there's his preview for the game um, uh, moral victory FC over there what's he saying for the score on the weekend it's a stonewall red by the way guys from, from... this guy's now suspended <laughs> <laughs> stonewall red for Granite Xhaka free game ban bruv they were celebrating when Sun got in oh no uh oh Listen, Uh-oh. guys. I think we need to end the pod early because there's a there's an Arsenal fan in here that's going to blow this house to smithereens now. Because Granite Jack is suspended, he's going to miss the Spurs game, and that adds to Odegaard, who's already out with COVID. Tommy Asu might be injured, um, or currently injured now. Fifty fifty to make it. Emil Smith Rowe fifty fifty to make it. It's just funny. A bunch of their fans were celebrating Son getting injured last week. Karma is a fucking bitch, isn't it? Chirp, well, chirp, please chirp. put Dan Cook's uh, picture in the thumbnail as well because his his, uh, <laughs> his contribution to this podcast has been brilliant so far. Uh, I, I got to tell you, Dan, man. Lokonga season can't can't wait to see him on the weekend playing significant minutes. Can't wait. 
yeah 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 uh, anyway guys thank you for hopping on it's been a great pod i'm gonna leave you to it now to go and enjoy this arsenal game arsenal down to 10 men at anfield i think we know what's gonna happen next um for those who are still listening or watching make sure you're subscribed look out for the fight card tomorrow that's going to be on touchline's youtube channel this very same youtube channel is going to be on around i think 8 p.m tomorrow look out for that it's going to be me and tops versus dan coogs and shabs um and then on the weekend especially on sunday in the afternoon you do not want to miss that discord it is going to be spicy uh spicy it's going to be fucking spicy anyway thank you <laughs> thank you all for listening uh asa thank you for hopping on man i'm gonna leave Absolutely. you to your activities in the us owen a pleasure as always um we'll be back same time next week to do this all over again Ma, big man team peace out big man, big man team. peace Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! Sports Social Podcast Network.